The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the Good power. evening and welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the Round 11 match against Hawthorne. It'll be played on Saturday afternoon at York Park in Tasmania. Uh, I'm Portia, and joining me tonight is Macca. Macca, how are you? Mate, good. Good to be back. Yeah, What's yeah. What's going yeah. on? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think we're still on track for a premiership. How are you feeling about it right now? I'm feeling pretty positive. Well, I mean, looking at the ladder, uh, after the bye, you know, we're one of two teams that have had a bye so far, and we've managed to be ninth still. So, considering our start to the year and, you know, the, the, the troubles we've been through... The fact that we've played one game less than every other team and we're still only just outside the eight, like that's that's got to say that we're pretty well, you know, with the games we've got coming up as well, we're, we're pretty well set to mm. have a good crack at finals this year at the very least. So that's nice. Look, we're six and three. We're in a very, very good position. You know, for all the gnashing of teeth and all the melts on, on big footy, we've actually had a pretty good year. We've been three teams inside the top eight. We're having a much better... Uh, finals type year than last year at the uh, similar stage, I think. Mm. Well, we've beaten some good sides as well, so that's nice. We have, that's right. Yeah. Which did, pretty much didn't happen at all last year, so no, I think we... we're, we're a step ahead of where we were this time last year. Um, I, I feel much more confident than what I did this time last year. Um, and I think the good thing is that it still hasn't really all that, all clicked all that much, no, it hasn't. I don't think. Right. Yeah, we're still maybe only going at about you know sixty percent of what we can do. Um, so I think that's exciting. I think it's uh, an exciting time to be a Port supporter right now. I can't remember if it was my mum or my grandfather that told me this about Port Adelaide, but apparently the standard Port Adelaide season looks like you look pretty good. Like the good Premiership season starts that you you look okay, you look pretty good for the start. Then things start going a bit weird, and then they start going really weird. And you start looking good around the second half of the year, and then you storm home and win the grand final. So uh, it's, oh, it's like... the Jack, it's the Jack Cale special. That yeah, one. it's yeah, uh, you know you, you win your first eight games, and then you lose four on the trot. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, which generally involved getting thrashed by Nord at uh, the parade by about seventy points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone writes you off, and then you win the next like fifteen games in a row, including the grand final. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, exactly. I'm I'm all for that. I'm all yeah. for the Jack Cale special to become the Ken Hinckley special, to be honest. <laughs> that would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, look, um, let's take this one game at a time. You get what you deserve, don't forget. Um, we have to, yeah. <laughs> uh, talk, oh, a quick comment from Mick Harrison on Spreaker Chat, who's one of two people oh, on at comments. this late hour. Doing all right. Woo. Uh, not a right. bad start, but if you said we'd be out of the eight at the halfway mark at the bye, I'd be slightly disappointed oh, after the bye, though. Um, but we've made up for the wins we should have had by beating sides I thought we'd go down to. It's like, yeah, yeah, look, I mostly agree with that. But I think that, you know, after the first bye of all the teams, to say you're just you know, yeah. you're in ninth position, I think that's still on the top of the It's a bit harsh sides. when we're one of only two teams that's, you know, not played every game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It'll be interesting to see where we sit after everybody's had the bye in a few weeks' time. I think that'll yeah. that'll tell us a lot more because by then we would have played Richmond, we would have played Melbourne, we would have played the Dogs, so um, and oh. obviously the Hawks as well. We'll have to hope that Melbourne don't do to us what they did to the Crows, eh? <laughs> well, fingers crossed. That'd be good. <laughs> oh, 
gee, that's uh, that was a good bit of news for it. I didn't watch the match, but uh, going, oh my god, the crows got thrashed by the D's. That's hilarious. <laughs> you would think, just going off on a tent, you would think they would quit the whole stare down sort of tactic, considering how shit it worked for them last year. <laughs> yeah. So what does Don Pike do? He stares at the players, and what happens? They have a shocking last quarter, and you know, lose by ninety four points or something. So. Although I'm all for them to stare at everybody um, and each other as much as possible. I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I think staring at people is usually what you do when you don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked more like he'd walked to the uh, to the huddle and went, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, shit, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it looked more like that than anything sort of sinister. But, hey. Oh, well, that's the no problem. He always looks like he's been caught wanking when uh, when they cross to him <laughs> on uh, in the box on TV. He's got that look on his face like, oh, shit. You know, did that get caught on TV then? I, I should warn listeners that um, we've uh, applied the uh, late night podcast uh, uh, <laughs> modifier. We've marked it as explicit content yes. on Spreaker, so uh, watch out. Big footy port podcast uncut. Mac has had a full day. He's tired, and uh, I'm sure we'll get a couple of swears out of him before this uh, podcast's over. That'll be good. Look, you, you triggered it. You told me beforehand <laughs> you marked this as explicit content, so I'm just living up to uh, to its potential here. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, look, um, we are playing the Hawks this week, and uh, we've all got you know those little cringe memories of Hawthorne from you know times. Unfortunately, not all that recent, as far as the really important ones. Mm. Um, but I'm beginning to feel like they're not that anymore. Um, so this season, they're 5-5 five and five with three losses in a row in leading into this game uh, against Sydney in Melbourne, Brisbane in Brisbane, and West Coast at Docklands. Mm. Um, which, we've beaten two of them, so that, I don't know if we that have. holds. Uh, That's true. Uh, and they've had wins over Collingwood, uh, Geelong, Melbourne, and Essendon, all at the MCG, and then one win over St Kilda at York Park. So... It seems like when they're not playing at mm. home, they're nothing much. But unfortunately, we are playing them at their home ground in Tasmania this week. They've had a bit of an up and down season. Like they looked mm. really, really good, and they've they have beaten some decent teams. Um, but the last few weeks, they've just sort of uh, lost their mojo a bit. Um, not entirely sure why, because they've got most of their players out on the park, I think. But um, whether it's a, a structural issue or whether um, teams have just sort of worked them out a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, they've seemed to have lost their way a little bit in recent times, which uh, which is a good thing because the pressure will be on them. And, um, mm. yeah, we should come away with a positive result because of it. Yeah, well, I mean, when we talk through the um, – when we have a look at them in a little bit, um, going through in section by section, like, there's a couple there where you sort of can name two or three, you know, solid players, and then it just sort of fades away real quick. Um, yeah. So I, I just think that they're, they're missing that first – that class that they used to be able to – say they had from player one down to 22, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, you have a whole bunch of retirements and people move on and get traded and, and what have you. You know, they had their time in the sun and uh, I guess, you know, even Hawthorne supporters would freely admit that they knew the cliff was coming. Yeah. Um, whether they reached the cliff, uh, the bottom of the cliff, I'm not too sure, but uh, they're certainly going to try and trade their way out of it, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, not, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, we are talking about a team that, well, they're 5-5, five, five, that's still only one win behind us, so. That's right. <laughs> and that's we're right. bound for the premiership, so let, let's calm down a little bit, I guess. True. Um, when you go through the stats for Hawthorne's season this year, it just reads like late Eurochoco. 
Um, there's remember when we used to watch Port play and just kick the ball around and not really achieve a whole lot with it, um, and then eventually sort of turn it over up forward and then get it back in defence, and they just really have all these periods of controlling possession, but really you're not achieving anything at all. I mean, it seems like that's no, where Choco they're ball. heading. Choco ball, yeah. yeah. And if, when you're reading what uh, is going on at the Hawks, um, so they've got the fourth most kicks in the league, but they're only ninth for marks, uh, the third fewest contested marks, and the third most contested marks against them, so they're really only reliable when they're kicking to a free man for the most part. Uh, yeah. The system's holding up and allowing them to retain possession, but the class is just missing, I think. Um, and I think that's going to see them in trouble uh, I suppose in some ways Tom Mitchell is kind of exactly the sort of thing that Late Yuri Choco would do is sort of go oh shit we need someone we need someone quality it doesn't matter how tall they are let's get him in <laughs> yeah yeah pretty pretty much right I think yeah yeah. look he's sort of his year is sort of summed up Hawthorns as a whole you know he's had some yeah. absolute massive games yep absolutely you know, 54 against Collingwood 40 against Geelong 42 against Richmond he started the year in huge fashion and then uh, he's had a few games where he's, you know, by his standards, I guess, he has been well helped. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do with him this week, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that a bit later on. Absolutely. Uh, and, look, uh, as far as their accountability, like they are they are putting in some a really strong physical effort. They've got the most one percenters in the league, they're second for tackles, and they've got the fifth least amount of uh, total disposal against them but they've got the third most yeah. contested against them and the fourth fewest clearances. So they're putting that pressure on a midfield. And again, it's the sort of thing that you, it's that combo that you look at a struggling side uh, where they're yeah. doing all the hard work. They're just not getting the return uh, as far as getting the hard ball um, and uh, more than their opponents are. So uh, mm. that's, again, that's Lady Rotoko all over. You'd have those games where you get a whole bunch of tackles and everything else looks nice on that front, but you just didn't really do anything useful. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other interesting thing is I think that they're responding. I think this might be in response to how a lot of teams this year, which do seem to be really having loaded midfields. Um, you know, Geelong's one. We're one. Um, here's another one. I had it in my mind a second. Melbourne's probably one as well. Um, yeah. West Coast or something? Oh, not West Coast. Oh, yeah, probably West Coast, where you just play as much, you know, the bulkier team in midfield. And they're trying to do the same thing at Hawthorne, but they just don't seem to have the class at each end to, or not the class, but the quantity of class at each end to really reliably finish, uh, finish it off. So they've got the third most... No, they ins- probably don't. No, they've yeah. got the third most inside 50s, but the fifth most rebounds against. So it's going in the forward line, but it's coming right back out a lot of the time. Um, yep. And they've got the least rebounds themselves, but the third fewest insides against them. It just really seems like it's getting through their midfield and bouncing around there a lot. And God, that's almost like soccer, isn't it? <laughs> it's terrible. Mm. <laughs> it is a bit. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? you feel comfortable? Uh, anything else you want to add to that as far as Hawthorne assessment? No. No? No. No. Okay. Well, I, I'm, look, it's it's going to be an interesting game. They match up really, really well against us, I feel. Um, mm. I, I do believe that they do lack a little bit of class at each end. Um, and maybe some, some really good players have had not the best year for them. Um, but yeah, their midfield is still quite strong. Uh, and if they get first hands on the ball, it's going to put us under a lot of pressure. Uh, I feel that they're still quite quick. They're a quick side. Um, and that might also put us under a little bit of pressure as well. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think there is a, a little bit to be concerned about, about how they go about it and, um, their chances of winning this one. Yeah, it does look like it could be a bit of a tough one for them, but that's really mm. good for us. Um, 
I feel like this is a game where if Marshall you know, hadn't had all his troubles this year, uh, he would. I'd be picking him as my leading goal kicker this week. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's got the. Yeah, look, he's the type of player that might get off the chain a little bit and mm. you know kick four or five on a Ben Stratton or something, but. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Not to be, unfortunately. Host- no, unfortunately. Hopefully we see him again soon. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, and getting to our selections, we've made no changes. Again, that's th- three weeks in a row with the same team, apparently, unless we do a, an emergency swap in. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably the first time in a long time. That's happened. It certainly is. Um, and this week, I wouldn't actually mind if we did do a swap in of an emergency, just because Lindsay Thomas is available again and named an emergency. Um, and just bring him into shirt front as many hawks as he possibly can. I think that'd be pretty good. Oh, pretty look, good use. If he could do that to James Sicily, I mean, he'd <gasps> oh, have a bronze statue yeah. down Semaphore Road, I reckon. Um, <laughs> that, that'd be wonderful. Here's a quick question for you: um, Who has the who's the player that you would have wished to see shirt fronted more, uh, James Sicily or um, Rick Burton? Rick Burton, is it? Burton, Burton, Birdman, Burton. Rick Burton. Is this person? Yeah. Oh. Both, both utter wankers and yeah. the dregs of society. Um, <laughs> look, Tough one, isn't it? Look, I, I don't mind. I don't, I don't look. Sicily is an utter toss, but <laughs> he's there's something about. But he just doesn't care, yeah. sort of thing. Why? Like, I think he knows he's an idiot. And he's totally fine with it. Whereas Brett Burton thought he was a, a legend and was true, just a complete true. ass. Uh, so I would absolutely pick Brett Burton to be ironed out every day of the week in that matchup for oh, sure. Yeah. I guess there's a certain level of prick where Definitely. if they own it enough, then you don't care anymore. The squealing pig. You remember <laughs> that with bloody Brett Montgomery? How he? Yep. Uh, <laughs> he ran into Monty after he took a mark. Monty sort of uh, gave him a, a little quick one on the face and then he squealed to the tribunal about you know, having concussion or something and Monty got two weeks on the verge of the finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a... Yeah. yeah. I won't say my true feelings about Burn, but uh, they're not very nice. <laughs> okay. Um, JB's chipped in on the uh, Spreaker chat saying Burton has more tosseriness in the bank, so that's fair enough. Although yeah. I will point out that Wayne Carey's talking about James Sisley being All-Australian this year, so that'll be fun. Look, honestly, Brett Burton's probably got the most punchable face of all time, to be it's honest. Pretty, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now looking at the changes to Hawthorne, they've made two. Uh, they've oh, on the can front. I just... Can yeah. I, I'll just sorry to interrupt you very rudely, Please, but Cam Hewitt as an emergency, that's an interesting one. Honestly, seeing the emergencies, so the emergency just, I don't think I've read them before, Carl Amon, Jasper Pittard, Cam Hewitt and Lindsay Thomas. It just kind of feels like they know they're not going to bring any of them in, so they're just naming the guys that seem to train hard. <laughs> it feels like cross lotto and they've just picked numbers out of the out of the, the bowl. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. lucky Cam Hewitt's uh, <laughs> that number got picked out. And, uh, yeah, bit, I, don't, I don't know. It's a bit I, weird, I didn't think it? he was anywhere near sort of um, AFL footy, but. Um, maybe they're just going to give him a bit of experience, you know, as part of the squad, or maybe. I don't know who we're going to take over. You would think probably Amon, I would think. But, um, yeah, it, it was just a name that sort of uh, struck out. It's uh, a little bit strange, that one. It is, but there's always seems to be one person in the emergencies that you go, what are they doing there? So I'm not, I'm not too mm. shocked by it. True. Really. We, we, like, that's a poor thing. 
like two weeks is important. Yeah. Than, you know, just is. Yes. Um, so, Hawthorne changes. In, Tim O'Brien and Daniel Howe. Out, Mitch Lewis and David Mirror. Um, I'm not sure there's much real change there. Tim O'Brien's okay. Well, Howe's had a good year, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, he's done some really good shutdown jobs in the midfield, so he's one to look for. Okay. O'Brien, he's probably struggled a bit this year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, hasn't had his best year. Uh, Mirror and Lewis out, I don't think they lose anything there. Um, you know, I think they've improved their team with the changes. Um, how I would expect to go to someone, I don't know, maybe like an Ebert or even a Rockliffe, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, he's done some pretty good jobs this year. So, Fair enough. Uh, and just moving on to the ruck duel, which is Ben McAvoy versus Paddy Ryder. McAvoy's a player I've never liked at any point, um, but he's at least getting hit outs this year. He's averaging yeah. 29 hit outs and 13 touches. He's, he's as close... If any, if any player in the AFL is another Matthew Lobby, he's as close to it as I can, I can think of um, in terms of his yeah, real but, impact on oh. games. I think McAvoy's probably a, bit, a, a step up from Lobes. Oh, no, I don't reckon. I don't reckon. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I was... Um, I think Ryder did the job on him last year from memory. Um, I think so. So I'm pretty confident about that matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be, a, should be an, an interesting battle. But, yeah, look, I, I guess McAvoy's... I like what McAvoy does around the ground a lot more. I don't think his hit-outs uh, or his actual ruck work is anything to be sort of um, concerned about, to be honest. No, no, no. And, I, look, I don't think his around-the-ground pressure is really all that much to worry about. But here's a fun stat. Mm. He's, he's taken six marks inside 50 this year across 10 games, and that makes him the fourth most for Hawthorne. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really not good. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, well, they probably haven't really been a marking side inside 50 this year, Hawks. No, but they kicked the ball so much, you'd kind of think so, but no, mm. apparently not. Um, so the Rucks, look, I'm confident in Paddy Ryder just because he's got that class, um, really, and McAvoy doesn't really, so I think we should win that one pretty comfortably. Um, yeah. And I suppose given the two teams' clearance counts, I mean, we're way above the Hawks, so that's fine. Uh, yeah. Midfield, Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Uh, it's uh, 34 Mitchell, touches. Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Yeah, he's averaging 34 touches, nine clearances and five inside 50s. He's just been a, really a, a little beast. Like one of those, you know, little jumpy dogs that barks all the time. Um, Jaeger Amara's doing okay. Liam Shields is being Liam Shields. He's still playing the same way as he always has. He's a very reliable player, and he was one of the guys. I remember back when Sean Bergon was traded, I said, no, let's get Shields. But, oh, well, we didn't. We got picks. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, Mitchell's uh, obviously a gun. He's the best yeah. cumulative midfielder in the competition by far, and um, he does have actual actual decent hurt factor. Um, as well, on yeah. occasion. Yeah. I guess okay. the big question is, what do we do with him? Do we try and shut him down, or we, do we just let him have his 48 disposals and shut down everyone else? Well, for me, I don't even think it's a matter of shutting down everyone else. I think that if you let him run free and then you just let your midfielders do what they do, I think, mm. we've, got better mid- I think we've got a better set of midfielders than they do, so I think that on average we'll win out on that. I think it's up to yeah. them to decide who they're going to try and stop frankly. Yeah, look, Smith is the other one. Isaac Smith, he's having a career year this year. He's been a, a good to very good player for a long time. But, um, you know, he's really stood up this year and, um, and is having a great season, I think. Um, yeah. 
Robertson's not too bad. You know, he, he gets a lot of it as well. Uh, Sicily down back um, can also push into the midfield a little bit too. Oh, I kind of think he's yeah, a midfielder. Yeah, Jaeger he's um, no, he's not a midfielder, but uh, he does sort of uh, he plays that sort of loose role and mm. can sort of help set up the play a bit. Um, and O'Meara has had a very good year after a disastrous first season at Hawthorne last year. Yeah. He's certainly come back and um, he's playing some really good footy. Well, I mean, the fact that he is even coming back is pretty good. Like, you know, we've got a couple of players on our list that were high draft picks that uh, didn't come back. So, um... oh, look, with his sort of uh, with the knee issues that he's had, mm. um, I think I think a lot of people expected that his career was just about shot and he'd be a nothing player from now on. But uh, no, he's uh, he's played some ripper games so far this year. Yeah. Now, I just wanted to highlight uh, a good former Port player, Jarman Impey. Um, I seem to hear Jars. He's having a breakout year as a Hawthorne player, and I went worked out his averages this year and last year. Uh, so this year he's averaging four more disposals, 0.05 fewer goals, one more tackle, and one more clanger. <laughs> Look, I've, I've watched him a fair bit this year, and he's been slightly better than what he was with us. Oh, slightly, yeah. not much more. Yeah. Um, it's getting a little bit more of the bowl, but he's still making he's a lot of errors. Form. He's still running himself into trouble, um, and he's still turning the bowl over quite a bit. Um, I, I'm not sure that's going to change, but look, good luck to him. We all yeah. loved him, and you know, yeah. we all wished him well, obviously, with his family situation as it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good to see him enjoying his football at Hawthorne, and um, yeah, hopefully that continues, just not this week. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I would just, you know, there's that trend for when a player comes from interstate and suddenly is playing at a, at a prominent Victorian team, they're suddenly superstars, but he's not. He's playing about the same. Yeah. Um, he's just playing more in midfield. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyone else in the midfield you want to talk about? No, I don't think you do. You've already um, had a chat to about Probably not. I think we've mentioned just about everybody worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, forward line, Luke Bruce and Jack Gunston, who I hate both of, forever, mm. even though as players I actually think they're all right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like them as oh, players. I love Bruce. Bruce is great I've as a player. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But he just... He I mean, he's having a great I fucking year. hate him. <laughs> he's having a, a really good year. Bruce, yeah. as, is, uh, as is Gunston. Gunston. I mean, Gunston had a pretty ordinary year last year. They changed his role, and yeah. I, I just don't think it worked at all for them. So he's moved back forward this year. He's That's good. Averaging over two goals a game, as is Luke Bruce. Um, so they're the scoring threats. Hmm. Um, Roughhead as well. Obviously, he's um, he's still doing what he does, which is um, be a very, very good footballer. He is a very good um, footballer, isn't he? He is. He is a gun. Um, he's probably slowed down a little bit from his peak, obviously. Yeah, he's yeah. getting on a bit now, but uh, that's to be expected. But um, he's still so dangerous. And uh, it doesn't take much for him to, you know, put his impact on a game in a, in a positive aspect for Hawthorne. It's one of those interesting things, isn't it? When you look and you say, you know, if you looked at the Hawthorne Premiership side, you know, a few years ago, the first one, and said, which of these guys, you know, how many of these guys are going to finish at Hawthorne? I think he's kind of the only prominent one, really. <laughs> you know, like, you've got yeah. Yeah, a whole bunch of them scatting off to other clubs for a final season or two. And yeah, no, it's a kind That's of... That's true. No, he's been a very good yeah. clubman for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's been a, he's been a great clubman. Yeah, and just another little stat: Jarman Impey is Hawthorne's sixth highest goal kicker. Yeah, well, there you go, and that's only with seven goals. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, look, 
<laughs> they get most of their goals from Bruce Gunston and Ruffhead. Isaac yeah. Smith's yeah. chipped in with 15 of his own. So. It's doing all right. Um, the, the matchups there will be quite interesting, I think. Um, who we play on who. Mm. They've obviously brought mm. back in O'Brien for a bit of uh, height as well. Yes. Segler's running around there, who's uh, who's very, very tall too. Uh, so we might be, I wouldn't say we're going to be stretched down back, but um, we're going to be more accountable than uh, than we were in a couple of the previous games we've played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that we're all right with the four key position defenders this week. Um, if if they play those tours forward like we're kind of expecting they are, and don't forget Ben McAvoy, their their inside fifty guy, um, yeah, yeah. maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe they could be trying to stretch this a little bit. But I just if they do try that, I don't think it'll work out for them. Um, so who does Cleary go to in your opinion? Oh, of those Gunston. Yeah, I, I would think Gunston. Yeah, and I would think Homshon um, um, Bruce. Homshon Bruce, okay. Yeah, maybe. I reckon okay. he'd be right on Bruce. That's interesting. Um, I reckon DBJ on Bruce. Maybe. Um, or Bonner. DBJ or Bonner, I, I reckon. Don't, I don't mind, um, because Bruce is a very marky forward, I don't mind Homsch playing on that kind of shorter player. Um, yeah. And Howard on Roughhead, I think, would be fascinating. <laughs> so, Howard um, on Roughhead would be a very, very good matchup. I think that would be uh, an enthralling yeah. battle. I think that that's one of those ones where Howard could really make a mark because he's got that extra mobility that Roughhead kind of doesn't. So it'd be kind of Roughhead's experience and eye for the ball versus Howard's mm. agility and fitness and all that stuff. So if that yeah. happens, that'll be very interesting to watch and I'll be my eyes will be glued to the screen for sure. Indeed. Who runs with MP? Oh, I don't know. Uh, mm, nothing's coming to me, Macca. I don't know. Who do you reckon? I think... I think him and Motlop might start on each other and sort of uh, shake hands at the start. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> on their way, and that's that's about it, I think. I'd honestly be kind of tempted to put... Oh, would you put Need on him just to break him down? Not through the midfield, I don't no, think. No, um, it depends on how in, through the midfield he de- plays, I guess. But... Yeah, it depends whereabouts he's getting the ball. If he's mm. doing what he did with us and sort of starting across half-back and, uh, and running forward... Then maybe need might be that might sort of help block his run and and uh, and attack him that way. Well, um, here's, here's but a if proposal. he's if he's more more pure wing and through the midfield going through to half forward, then I would say maybe Motlop. How would you feel about it if we kind of let Yimpy do what he did, but we in doing that we tried to free up Sam Pelpeffermore? Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I can That's see those two going up against each other. Yeah. Um, that would be quite interesting. Well, it'd force Impy to be that more accountable role for sure, which probably yeah. might. Well, I, yeah. Honestly, I can see Impy kicking four this week. Oh, <laughs> just no. that sort of game, you know, against his old club. I, I can just sort of see it happening. No, I don't see it. I'm not saying he can't. I just don't think he will. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right, and guess we'll move on to defence. Uh, yep. James Sisley. Uh, as I said, Wayne Kerry is All-Australian. He doesn't seem to be big on one percenters and tackles. Probably fair enough. Uh, and he defenders, I wouldn't have said normally average 23 touches, but only four rebounds. That's kind of a weird combination. He, he, I'm not sure how Look, to so Sicily's, he is. Sicily? Yeah. Well, he's playing loose. He's playing as that yeah. intercept. 
player and he's doing a very, very good job at it. And he, yeah. he probably is around the mark. He, he would certainly be in the squad of 40 for the All-Australian team at this point in time. As a um, Yeah. Well, that, that's where he's playing. He's playing across half-back and he's playing that sort of third-man up role um, to yeah. sort of block and uh, uh, take those intercept marks and then, um, then create from half-back and... Um, he's doing a mighty fine job at it, so mm. good on him. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, in defence, Taylor Dewey is there. He's pretty good. I didn't really think there's a lot else that I was too worried about. Um... Yeah, for all on Dixon, I think, is, is the matchup that will happen there. I mean, Sean Burgoyne's still plugging away, and he's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I would expect him to go to someone like Sam Gray or, or Travis Boak. Um, yeah. Ryan Burton's taken a big step back from his wonderful mm. year last year. Mm. He's uh, he's out of form at the moment. Um, and Stratton's pretty consistent. Um, yeah, I would expect Blake Hardwick, he's the one that sort of has been doing some more sort of shutdown jobs of, mm. of late. So I would expect him to go to someone like Wingard or Gray, okay. um, at least okay. to start with. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like, like I said already, like, if we had Marshall in, I feel like that'd be enough to take us over the top. But with him out, I'm just looking at it and thinking, we should still do okay. Um, really? With Dixon, Westhoff and Watts up there, I think we should have some decent height to attack them um, up forward and, and have the class yeah. of guys like Robbie and, and Chad and, and Need down there as well, um, sort of crow and kick some goals that way. So I feel like, um, you know, if, so long as our midfield does its job, then I think we're a huge chance of winning this game because I feel like we've got more quality up forward than they've got quality down back. It's really going to be about the link players, I think. So you talk about mm. your Jared Pollock and Stephen Whitlock particularly, uh, and specifically, I should say, um, because I'm sure that we'll win at the. Cl- I'm sure we can win the clearances, and I'm sure we can win in the forward line. But it's a matter of how we get it to them because I think that's where Hawthorne is really yeah. concentrating. Yep, I think Sammy's. It's going to be important with that. I think Ebert's going Hugely. to be important with that as well. Yeah, if Ebert can have one of his good games, that'd be really good. And obviously, Boke, you know, Boke's, I, I think, has had a very good season um, playing as that sort of half-forward link man as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he runs like a dog every every week, and, um, you know, I think that sort of running power is pretty important with him and, and with our team going forward. Yeah, and I guess Chad Wingard as well. I mean, I haven't checked the stats again, but, you know, before he uh, went missing from the side, he was, you know, top 10 in the league for goal assists, so hopefully he can uh, yeah. hit your stride. And it is against Hawthorne. It is, I suppose, technically a big game. It's the sort of game he does tend to live for, so we'll see. It'd be good if he did it. Yep. Oh, I'd love to see him kick a, a bit of a mini bag because uh, it's yeah. been a bit of a long time, I feel. It, it's been a while since, since he had that Wingard um, sort of game. He's done it? that. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't kicked more than three goals since um, late 2016. So um, I'd, I would be very happy to see him kick. A, a, a little bag of four would be very nice. Thanks, Chad. Honestly, I'd just be happy if he dominated on the ground. Um, I'd be happy I'd, if he got like, you know, 26 touches and, you know, a lot of them were really damaging. Like setting up mm. goals, that's better for me. I'd prefer that because that's more demoralising, I think. Yeah. <laughs> One player kicking four goals is nice, but one player setting up seven or eight, that's that's destruction. Yes. <laughs> um, so the game in general, Alistair Clarkson, uh, this is a question that I think we could, I'd like to know your thoughts on because I should we, should we be concerned about him? 
when you yes, he's, the system is, but the system is there and the player endeavor is there. But is it? He's is it? Are they at that point? Are they at that cliff where no matter whether they know the system and no matter how hard they seem to be working, they just don't have the talent and skill for AFL um, in combination that they're in. Uh, Are they nearing that point? Because it feels like it. It's a good question. It's a good question. I think their system's still there. I think the endeavour's certainly there. I think the talent is still there. I think they've just had a couple of key players out of form recently. Mm. Um, which but, I think if, if they turn that around, then but, you know they're going to be a final threat again. Are they out of form, or are they being targeted because there's not as much depth at the Hawks as there used to be, and you can do that shit now? Probably, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's also that's, fair. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when as, as as the team thins, it becomes easier to take down the big the the the, the influential players that are maybe not the best player, but certainly the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. In a certain area, mm. so yep. Mm. And uh, psycholo- psychological advantage. Hawks have got three losses in a row, but they're playing in, us in Tasmania. So, who has the psychological advantage in this one? Well, we don't really play all that well down there, do we? No. Well, last one. No, I don't think so. No. Certainly doesn't feel like it. Um, no. So, I would say they have the advantage for this. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. All right. So, moving on. Questions from Bigfooty. Have we got any? Do we have a thread? Oh. Uh, yes, we do. Yes, oh, we do. Any good ones? Uh, one great club. Who do we put on that gun impy? Um, which I guess we've just sort of covered. But yep. I would probably start with Motlop and, um, yeah, maybe DBJ might do a job on him as well. I don't think he's important enough to put DBJ in the midfield for. Uh, yeah, maybe not. If you're going to do not. that, you put. If you're going to put DBJ in midfield, I mean, just go for the you know the big gun. Go for Tom Mitchell. Mm. That's interesting. Wouldn't it be? Mm. <laughs> be antisocial, that's for sure. It would. Uh, Christophers has uh, asked when they erect the statue of Robbie Gray at Alvin, and will it feature the disembodied hand of Paddy Ryder? <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but I hope so. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm going to say yes to that as well. That'd be good. So do you think it's going to be a midfield one for Robbie Gray when they do a statue? Do you think it's going to be one of the sort of ducking behind a pack ones? Uh, so long as he's not holding a loaf of bread, which looks like something else, okay. um, then it's not going to be a problem, I think. I think it'll be a midfield one. Oh, now, look, we just had a quick comment on Spreaker Chat. JB saying he thinks the last time we played in Launceston we won, and he's going to the game. So, well done, JB. Oh. It'll be good. be good. Hopefully that's a good omen. Well, it's got to be good. When someone when someone on Spreaker Chat's going to the game that is, you know, it's a game not in a normal place, let's say that we always win. Let's just mm. pretend that's the case. We always win. Yes. <laughs> uh, Andre said, uh, Port supposedly has the largest cap space available. Who would be the top three? Realistic trade free agent targets. Why does that have to be realistic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, just give me Tom Mitchell and um, 
Well, no. Oh, like, who like else? Free, Jesse Hogan, right? Wasn't it? Free agents. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what was the one you, you... McGovern from West Coast. Like, he was yours, wasn't he, earlier in the season? So, uh... I would be very keen on McGovern, but, but I have realistic? a you know, that's sinking feeling he's going to our next-door neighbours instead. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 that's disgusting. <laughs> what was it <laughs> expecting that reaction, but that's a good one. I like it. Oh, oh, that's awful. Why would, why would he do it? Doesn't he know how many um, key backmen have left the Crows? Well, this is true. Well, he's guaranteed a game, isn't he? So that's that's good. Maybe Plus his brother a, plays there. Maybe it's just the slow way to Melbourne or something. Mm. Look, I would be keen to target Jack Billings. That's someone who okay. I would be keen to target. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, Tom Lynch from Gold Coast is a obvious one. Um, if we've got that much cap space available, just you know, that'd be that'd be good. Look, I'd, would be interesting to see how he works with Dixon again, um, and with Watts in, in that sort of forward line. Whether it's maybe just a bit too much tall power up there or not. Um, and the other one that I would be interested in getting would be Lockie Neal. Oh, yeah, I'm not fussed on Neal. What about Rory Slane? Has he re-signed yet? Is he still available? Oh, how oh, how big would that be? Well, apart from the fact that he may not play football again. Well. Um, but, geez, just... Uh, oh, imagine if that happened. That'd be great. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that he would just... Uh, he's been sort of foxing this year with his injury and he comes out next year as a port player and just dominates. Hey. That'd be good. Uh, and I... Looking at this article, I'll just bring up quite a article. Again, I don't know if it's current, but Sean Atley is available as a restricted free agent. How, how yeah. strong are we into Atleys at Port Adelaide? That's a big question. Atleys, look, there's another one coming through the system That's this right. year, Jacob. This year, yeah. Um, Key defender, isn't he? He's, yeah, something like that. Uh, can push through the midfield too. Um, a bit taller than the other two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, bring him on. So, yeah, we could be into Atleys this year, maybe. We'll find out. Bring it on, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, make it a, a flock of atleys. Would it be a flock of atleys? I don't know. <laughs> a scrum of atleys? No, they're not all scrummy. Scrum. <laughs> mm. Don't know. A compliment, really? They all play different positions. Why not? Yep. Mm. Next question. Oh yeah, I'm doing the questions, aren't I? That's yeah. right. Uh, uh, Fishing Rick, uh, oh. who is Macca nineteen and where does he belong? I am Macca nineteen. Thanks, Rick. And uh, I belong back in Adelaide, which is where I am, which is great. Loving hey, it. Hooray, hooray. It's good. It's good. Oh, and I've had I... more people come into the shop saying that they listen to the podcast. Oh. So how's about that? Is there a, is there a podcast deal? Shout out to you, Tim. If you find Macca and say you're on the podcast, you get that free potato fritter? Uh, the, there was no free potato fritter this oh, time, but um, it, it was, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was very nice, and unfortunately, the uh, the lovely lady that keeps coming in trying to meet me keeps missing. Um, <laughs> missed she keeps coming in when I'm not working, and this has happened about nine times in a row. Oh my goodness! Um, so yeah, I've uh, come in on weekends, and you're generally okay. Just not this one because I'm <laughs> not going to be there much this weekend. But any other weekend, I'll be there. There you go. And uh, now, look, we're going to mm. just interrupt with a quick couple of comments from Spreaker Chat. 
Dylan has pointed out that Paddy Ryder and Charlie Dixon are realistic as well. So yeah, fair. That that's fair. That they were not seeming realistic when we got them. Although only mm. Paddy Ryder was free agent. Um, and also had nominations of a threesome of Atleys and a fistful of Atleys. So let's go. <laughs> fistful and threesome goes well together. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keeping with that explicit content, we're doing well. That's it. We've done well. <laughs> Any more? We don't oh, questions? yes. Yeah, oh, okay. sorry. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm not doing uh, very well with this. Uh, Peck has asked, how good is Tom Rockliffe? Yeah, good. He's, he's what Pretty we were good. hoping for. Pretty it's, good. It's kind yes, of like... glad um, that he has come good. <laughs> it's kind of like um, Christmas Day when you get a really cool toy but the batteries aren't included and you didn't get any. <laughs> you have to wait a couple of days and then <laughs> you get it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. All the batteries you find are sort of uh, half buggered and the toy <laughs> yeah. only lasts for about right. 20 to, minutes. You have to nick them out of the remote. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Papagello has asked, what's your favourite chewing gum? I don't know. I don't really eat it. Wrigley's... No, no, the extra spearmint. That's nice. You stole my father. That's what I was going to say as well. Yeah. I like... Uh, I, I am a, more of a spearmint fan than a peppermint fan of yeah. mint, mints and uh, and gum. I am a mints fan. I, I love the Eclipse mints and, uh, and the Jilla mints. Um, when I do have gum and I'm choosing between spearmint and peppermint, it usually relates to how I'm feeling about myself. In that, if I'm feeling like I don't like myself, I have the peppermint because it's it's <laughs> it's sharper. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I think the spearmint has more flavour. The peppermint gets the, uh, the clears the nostrils a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly that and uh, juicy fruit. I haven't had juicy never fruit for juicy fruit. ages, but you know, get you, get you, get you going. So, yeah, there you go. Must must try that again. Were you a uh, a blue PK or a yellow PK fan? I don't think I had either. I was all about the Wrigley sticks. Really? Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was more of the yellow. Okay. More of the fruity than the the minty on that one. I'm always I'm always about the minty with gums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here we are. Dylan's given the reason for it too, which is that juicy fruit is legendary, but lasts three point seven five seconds. And yeah, oh, I, th- I think that's generous. I think it lasts yeah. about. Yeah, it reminds it's me really of the um, of the bubblegum nose on a, a bubble bill, which um, <laughs> if if you can manage to get into it without breaking your teeth, that's the yeah. first. That's the first part, and then it turns into concrete within about eight seconds, yeah. um, and generally has no flavour. But it's still a great experience doing it. Correct. Um, yep. That's it. <laughs> uh, CT Power has asked, uh, do you think our back six is too tall with Howard, Jonas, Homsch and Cleary? What's the ideal mix of tolls versus smalls in the back six? I think it's okay this week. I think that there are weeks when it won't be, for sure. I think it's okay because Jonas and Homsch can play relatively small, as we know. Um, yeah. It's probably one too many. I would be happy to see Cleary drop out again. Um, but until someone like Pittard really sort of, you know, stakes a claim for coming back in with some decent form, then uh, then I think the the structure that we've got is what we're going to go with Yeah, well, look, going I mean, forward. I guess in a long-term view, like they'll have Rory Slane next year, so that'll have one of them drop out for Rory. That'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's true. That would be good. Uh, Capital Power. (laughs) Yeah, McGovern. That's it. 
Capital Power, if Todd doesn't play for the Power this weekend, you bring him in against Richmond next Friday night. Yes. Who do you drop? Oh, anyone? Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him play against Richmond. Thanks. I want to see him play against Rance. Exactly right. Exactly. That's exactly my thought, Mecca. Mm. Yes. That'd be good. <laughs> I can't wait to see him back on the side. He deserves to be back in. And, uh, he does. He does. Yeah. And he'll get the biggest I want to, want to see. Oh, I just feel like he's going to have a massive game, that first game back as well. Mm-hmm. Hope so. He's going to kick three or four and, and really, really dominate. Like after the first, if he gets his first goal, all the boys will be around him and that'll be, that'll be it. He'll be on. Yeah. Uh, Ford Fairlane, the big mod. Thanks yep. for uh, tuning in, Ford. He's asked that Chinese sponsorship is not as morally problematic as US sponsorship. Discuss. Um, I don't know. Like, if you see, China is Chinese sponsorship is a bit monolithic in that you can more precisely, re, typically relate the sponsorship with the nation. Whereas US sponsorship, like you talk about, oh, evil US sponsorship. Well, if you did say that, you'd actually be saying evil Western world sponsorship because they're public companies. You know, they're, they're not they're not in a highly regulated regime. You've got people owning US company stock all across the world. Um, yeah. So, but then if you so if you take it from the shareholding perspective, then you know there's not. I guess you could say that you know, China maybe worse, but then if you take it from the perspective that, yeah, but all of these people around the world have all made a choice to invest specifically in a country that has a shitty regulatory regime and does horrible things to other people, Um, in that case, you'd say the US is worse. So it really depends on the viewpoint you take of those. And then there's also the perspective that all sponsorship is corrupt and uh, shouldn't exist. So, you know. And then there's another perspective which says that um, when you invest in a company, you should just invest in the company. Why are they spending money on sponsorships? Like, like, why does Shanghai Cred need to sponsor anything? How will they change their profile? They're an investing company, aren't they? They don't really need a profile. Yeah, that's true. So you raise a fair argument. I'm not going to tune in on that. Tune in on that one. I'll leave that hmm. to you. That's fine. Okay. Uh, power, power, power has asked uh, if you were in a car accident and unfortunately there is nothing left in the wreckage. Sorry, this isn't a question. This is more of a same. You're in a car accident and. Unfortunately, there is nothing left in the wreckage. Luckily, you planned ahead and had your entire anatomy measured and mapped and all of your memories logged and saved. An exact replica is constructed from all this information. Is this you? (laughs) My only response is to that really dark, so I don't think I'll answer. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's a good one. I'm glad I read that question. That's good. Um, Oh, no. I, my first thought was, oh my God, why would anyone do that to me? <laughs> why, why, you know, if, 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 I've already, if I've already died, then that's it. And then suddenly you're saying, oh no, we need another one. Like oh, that no, just, that's brought awful. brought me back. Yeah. It's like something out of Black Mirror or something. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the Buffy episode, I think it is, when they bring her back from the dead, from back that, no, old, that ancient TV show Buffy. Um, mm. And she just comes back and says, oh, my God, God I was, I was no, in a fantastic exactly. afterlife. What is this shit? <laughs> That's like 20 years old now, Buffy. Exactly, isn't it? 20, how old There's am so I many getting? Things 20 that are years old, now. Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
There you go. Luckily, we didn't bring up Party of Five. Oh, God, I barely remember that. <laughs> but even something like Lost is ancient now, you know? It is. Ro- that's 30, really old now. 30 that's Rock like is ancient. Years old, 30 Rock is ancient. Yeah, yeah. 30 Rock's a decade old. That's yeah, madness. more than. Mm. I think it started the same. I think it started about 2004, so, you know. Mm. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's all the questions I got. Done. All right, cool. We'll go into the final wrap then. Um, oh, here we are. I've got a quick comment on Spreaker Chat, a couple of them. JB has said, oh, actually, we've only won one from three in Launceston, so oh well. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Patty's mentioned, you show me a sponsor, I'll show you a bloodsucker. And yeah, pretty much. Uh, mm. And Dylan has said, anything in 4x3 is ancient, and that is correct. Yep. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well now, said. The final wrap. Uh, it's time to get Macca to do his usual prediction. Winning side and margin, please. Look, it's a tough one this week. I think we match up really well against Hawthorne. This is really a 50-50 game. I feel like we should be a bit in front, but I'm not sure we are. Um, So I don't think we play Tassie all that well. Um, But we really need to win this game. This is a really important game to win. Uh, coming up to three home games in a row against you know decent opposition, um, I, f- I feel like this would be a real. If we can get this one, it's going to be a, a big leg up um, and a huge confidence boost going into those three games. Um, so for that reason, I'm picking Hawthorne by 17 points, and highest goal kicker for Port. Oh, I'm going to go with Chad Wingard with the four. Okay, okay, fair enough. I, th- I think he's in, in for a decent game. So Wingo's going to kick four and we're going to lose. That's a weird combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, for me, I think that we're going to win, and I think it would be a good win, but I think they'll get some umpire action, because <laughs> they always do. Like you, I, count for, I count for that versus Hawthorne. So I'm going to give us a margin of uh, 14 points, and that's assuming, okay. that's assuming two umpire goals later in the game. Oh, all right. Uh, and uh, high skocky for Port Adelaide. I'm going to say, uh, I want to say Chad, but I don't think it'll be Chad. I'm going to say Motlop. I reckon he's going to kick three. Motlop? Three yeah. goals. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, I reckon he'll get away. If Motts kicks three goals while playing on Jarman Impey, that's, uh, that's a win. That's all right. Unless Jarman Impey kicks four. <laughs> like you said earlier in the, in the <laughs> yes. conversation. I just, they won't see each other and they'll just kick ten goals between them or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which fringe player is going to lock up a spot for next week? Well, there's no fringe players right now, so I'll dump that question. We've got a settled side yeah, for three not... weeks in a row. Well, I guess Jakey Needs probably still... He's still on the edge, yeah. I feel like Jake Needs probably still one bad game away from dropping out of the side. Yeah, like if Barry um, was still in, he'd be first in line, but he's not, so it's Need. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess him and Cleary and maybe Homps are the Cleary. three, which, uh, which yeah. are probably... You know, under the gun a little bit, so I'm going to say Jakey Need will play well and lock his spot in once again. Yeah, I reckon Homsch will hang in there, so there we are. Um, That's good. Are you ready to say we'll win the Premiership? We're going to win the Premiership this year, Maka? Oh, well, I've said yes to this question all, all the time, so I'm going to I've say yes check again. I've got to check in. All right, and uh, are there any other games you're looking forward to uh, this week? Uh, I'm not going to be able to to see barely any football this week, including our own game until Sunday night, I think. So, oh. um, I'm not, 
So I'm not really looking forward to watching any games because I'm not going to see them. Um, Oh, I will get to watch uh, tomorrow night's game, I guess, which is uh, wonderful considering it's fucking Carlton again on a Friday night. That's just brilliant. I don't understand it. It's just ridiculous. Um, but I, I feel like this week's a pretty one note, really. I, I, I'm not sure there's too many 50-50 games outside of our own. Oh, look, I'm I'm a big fan of the Gold Coast Geelong matchup this week. Um, suddenly they've got a forward line Gold Coast. They've got Tom Lynch, Sam Day, Jack Martin back. Will Brady's in, um, and it's against Geelong. Ablett's playing. I think it's in the is it in Queensland. Uh, yes. Yes, it's a Metricon. Their first home game, isn't it? There you go. So yeah. it's at Metricon. I feel like this is one of those new coach wins where when you've got a new coach, you always remember that first really important win. And I think that uh, Geelong getting a win over Geelong, uh, sorry, um, uh, Gold Coast getting a win over Geelong with Abbott playing, I think that'd be a really nice milestone for them. So I reckon that'll be a, an interesting game uh, to watch the Endeavour, if nothing else. And I think the other one, Crows versus Greater Western Sydney. Um, whoever loses, you can go, ha, 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 you suck. <laughs> so. True. That's very true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. um, look, GWS just yeah. aren't playing good footy. No, they're moment, not. Quite simply. No. Like, not at all. We talk about, you know, we're not happy with Hinkley. It's like, well, shit, you know, he's still better than Cameron <laughs> at this mm. point, I reckon, for what he what he came up with. Mm. A couple of guys that uh, are in that GWS side are debuting, or at least have been named Sam Taylor and Brent Daniels from last year's draft, so that'll be interesting if they play. Yeah. Um, Polar Hearns uh, looks like he might play for North Melbourne, and that'll be his first game for them. Okay. Uh, Stefan Giro for uh, for Frio as well. well I'll tell you the one that I'm really looking forward to this weekend, and that's yeah. uh, the SA versus WA under-18s game, which is at Alberton on ah. uh, on Sunday. So that's the one that I'm interested in, and I should hopefully be able to get there for the second half, well, I think, for that one. Um and yeah, it looks like uh, I haven't seen WA's um, team named yet, but mm. uh, the SA team looks very, very good. Jack Lacocious, uh, Connor Rosie, Isaac Rankin, they're all named. Um, some port interest there in Martin Frederick, who's a next-gen academy player of ours. Yes. Pudney's been named on the extended interchange bench, so hopefully he gets a run as well. Um and a, and a few uh, Smokies there. Riley Grundy's named at centre-half back. Uh, that'll be interesting to see him play. Aaron Nitschke as well. He gets a lot of the ball. And um, Jackson Haley is an absolute superstar and will go in the top 10 in this year's draft for sure. Very good. Now, we've had a comment on Spreaker Chat complaining that we have not been swearing as much after the explicit warning. I think I've dropped one F-word. I don't know. <laughs> Mine's... More sort of uh, adult themes than yeah, swearing, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Sweet. So and implied violence a bit of against a... Brett Burton. <laughs> yes, this is true. It's probably more of a M15 plus than a explicit warning. But yeah, um, oh, probably even a PG, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, I reckon you get that under the radar for PG. That's true. Well, we try. This is a family-friendly show. We try not to fucking you swear. Should. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trying our best. I, I couldn't tell you whether the um the draft day ones are family friendly or not. Are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the draft day ones have involved a lot of uh, raucous, uh, yeah, I, exhilarating I just didn't know swearing. It was family I think. friendly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um. So yeah, they've probably been the worst ones. I, I wouldn't recommend putting them on in front of uh, young children. 
<laughs> no, no, sort of edit down to the nice bits where we, we talk about what amazing players we've picked up. <laughs> yes, which has happened the last few years, which has been great. Well, certainly two years ago, that was a huge one. Absolutely huge. Yes. Yes. And so I am looking is... forward to uh, discussing this year's draft again, Portia. It'll be good. It'll uh, be good. It'll be good. I'm not sure it's as good as the last couple of drafts. Oh, really? Um, outside. Yeah, I'm not... I guess we'll find out more in the next few weeks with yeah, uh, with the championships. We don't and, really know until uh, the I think that'll... Play. Yeah, that's right. But um, obviously the, the top end of this draft's better. Hmm. I'm not sure the depth is there. But um, okay. we shall see. Very good. All right. Well, look, I reckon we can wrap it up for the night. So thank you, right. people listening live an hour later um, than usual. But uh, I think we're okay. And thank you, Maka, for coming up. Very good of you. No worries. Thank you to all the people listening to it on replay on the bus or the train or in the car or in the bath or just on a couch having a nice cup of tea. Um, I and, guess I've got to say, it yeah. looks like Rick is on a uh, semi-permanent hiatus. Oh. I love that word, hiatus. Yes, yes. Um, so you'll be stuck with me Thursday night. There you go. All right. Once again from now on. That's good. It means I can start slacking How off on the that? again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Look, I'm relying on you here. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone. And um, carport, beat the hawks, Car smash the them, hawks. absolutely fucking smash them. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Ports. Inside to Anderson. He drops the clutch and then goes away, puts it in towards half forward. Despair all over the place. Geneva, he'll love to finish this one off the diminutive little captain, and he's done just that. He loves it, Timmy. And the crowd love him too, particularly the black and white ones.